Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, recently you posted, I believe earlier in the week, you talked about whether it should be called passion fruit or liliquoy. <laughs> and it got me thinking, <laughs> full confession, I didn't know what Lilikoi was until about a, a year ago, or maybe it was last year, because Seattle Pops had this the flavor Lilikoi. And I'm like, Lilikoi? It's like, what kind of flower is this? And I had to <laughs> literally look up Lilikoi on Google and found out it was passion fruit. I was so embarrassed. Good thing it was in my home by myself <laughs> in the comfort of my own couch. <laughs> I've discovered this. I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about. I mean, it's just one of those regional things, you know. I mean, in terms of Seattle Pops, Megan and Susie spent a lot of time in Hawaii, so they're just really familiar with it. But actually, you know, from that post, a lot of people didn't know. So you're not alone, Nelson. I want to take a poll and see what percentage of people call it passion fruit and what percentage of people call it liliquois. Because mm. I feel like it's an island thing versus a mainland thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Seattle Foodie Podcast poll coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to go into my like Southern Texas accent or Midwestern accent. I was like, what do you mean you call it a liliquois? What is that? <laughs> liliquois. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we can do a poll. Polls are always a lot of fun. We'll find out. Also, speaking of passion fruit slash local, Monica, are you pro seeds or anti seeds? We love Eleanor's Greek yogurt. Mm -hmm. And they did I think they have the passion fruit flavor. And I've had it once. And what really bothered me, and no offense to Eleanor's, because we all love Eleanor's, mm -hmm. but I don't like having the seeds with my passion fruit. Yeah. I'm anti seed. They're kind of like crunchy eyeballs. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, just saying. And, you know, I grew up eating the fruit just, you know, like off the tree. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big seed fan, which is kind of sad because that's like most of the fruit. <laughs> I think it kind of steers me away from pomegranates, too, as well. Oh, I love because pomegranates. I'm just like, it's so much effort to eat it, though, Monica, because you got the seeds and you got to do that. And I'm just... <laughs> I don't understand. Playing baseball in high school, all my high school teammates, they would eat sunflower seeds. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do you just throw a bunch in your mouth and you just single-handedly like crack them and eat them? How do you do that? It's so much effort like in your mouth, especially <laughs> if you put like a whole wad in there. It's just <laughs> things to think about. <laughs> Nelson doesn't like too much effort in his mouth. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, I know. I know. There's people who eat the one seed and they crack it with their teeth. And then there's other people just mm -hmm. a handful right in the mouth. Right. I'm anti-GMO, but man, <laughs> seedless watermelon has <laughs> done wonders for me. I'm telling you. <laughs> Never mind all the list of other things that could happen as a result of this genetic <laughs> modification. But heck, no seeds down. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. This is episode 103. Hey, Monica, before we even get to the foods, some news. Chadwick Boseman passed, as well as your Blazers fan, Cliff Robinson passed too as well. Mm -hmm. Monica, favorite non-Black Panther movie that you've seen of Chadwick Boseman? I haven't seen many Chadwick Boseman films. You haven't? No, really? No. Oh, but you okay. had me at Uncle Cliffy because that's something we talked about in our house a lot. I mean, those were the glory days of the Blazers when he was there and <laughs> Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> For sure. Inside joke, guys. <laughs> now, you, you used to work during the games, right? So did you wear the headband too when you were working as a, an usher or you were working in the backstages? 
Well, by the time we moved to the garden, I wasn't an usher anymore. So I was okay. a supervisor and then an event manager. So I moved up to plain clothes and got the really tiny headset, like the earpiece, like the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go and get a custom mold. <laughs> I would have still wore the red he- red headband the mm-hmm. whole time. <laughs> Just yeah. Go with the nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll we'll start it off. Guys, if you haven't seen it, Draft Day. It's a very sentimental movie for me. You got to watch Draft Day. Vontae Mack, no matter what. That's the character that Chadwick Boseman played. So anyway, let's get back to food. So Monica, we've been eating a lot lately. Let's go ahead and get off to what we're eating this last week. Mm-hmm. I feel like we say that every week, though. It's like we've been eating we do. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't intended for me to eat that much this week. I wasn't planning on going out, but it always turns into something like come over <laughs> here, come this way. And I was like, try this, please visit this. So like all of a sudden my tank in my car is half gone. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where have you eaten this week, Nelson? Well, the week started off for me meeting up with friends of the podcast and eats food and bam, bam, lamb chops at Seattle fish guys for some poke bowls. This is kind of exclusive. The owner told us that they're going to have uni in three weeks. So you heard her here first, Seattle Foodie Podcast listeners. <laughs> Make sure you get that uni in three weeks. We also tried a new boba spot in Lower Queen Anne called Rabbit Rabbit Tea. Monica, it's so close to Garrett Doherty's Tiger Tiger restaurant. They each need to do a collab. And then they all should bring in Mango Mango in Bellevue. And they need to do a Rabbit Rabbit, Tiger Tiger, Mango Mango pop up. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Like that's great marketing, <laughs> Nelson. And a question for you is uni like pretty rare. Cause you made that announcement in three weeks. I don't know. It seems like every time Seattle fish guys gets uni, everybody explodes okay. and just it's uni season. So okay. everybody go gets it. So it's yeah. around like the fall to winter time. Right. Okay. Yeah, because in Hawaii, if we want uni, we just walk to the beach and go grab some vana and crack them open and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. This isn't the Hawaii foodie podcast, Monica. It's the Seattle foodie podcast. Okay, okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uni is probably not as abundant. I don't know. I don't know. Is uni year round all around here? I thought it's just seasonal for me in Seattle. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) You're the expert. You should tell me, Monica. In uni? I don't even like uni. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, tiger, tiger, mango, mango, rabbit, rabbit pop up. Make it a thing, guys. Buy one, get one. You can totally do so many things with this. This is Or the person that has to order has to say the words twice. I, I, would, would, like, like, two, two, order, order. (laughs) Should totally do that. That's not going to help keep the line moving, Nelson. You know I hate the lines. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right moving on tuesday i went south to renton hey monica you were just recently in renton weren't you yep <laughs> yes i was <laughs> i was there because there's a new nashville hot chicken spot that took over the old heaven sent fried chicken location it's called yummy meats and deli but right now operating on the side so mm-hmm. if you go around the corner they're on the side kitchen and they have kind of a setup there with a little tent. They just opened last Tuesday. And if you like fire in your chicken, this place is it. Monica, for me, medium is enough heat with a little bit of sweetness, but you are more than free to get the hot or the X hot where they use ghost pepper sauce and Carolina Reapers along with Szechuan peppers. It is extremely hot and extremely fired. You've been warned everyone. Hmm. Thanks for the warning. (laughs) Uh, I also went out to Tamari bar for happy hour in Capitol Hill. Monica, I love how they have this covered outdoor patio. It is perfect for 
what we are in this situation right now. You order off your phone from the QR code. So everything is contactless and they bring it to you. We got some delicious dishes like the sushi Jew boxes, which had scallop and salmon, the ones we chose. We also got some ramen cold noodles for about $10, which is a great deal for happy hour. It's Mm -hmm. everything was really good. That's the first time I've ever been to Tamari Bar. You ever been there, Monica? No, I haven't. I mean, it looks great, but uh, you know, North Seattle, I hardly ever get down there. So, but uh, no, it looks really beautiful. Yeah, it's a great spot. Suica is across the street. And then there's a couple other restaurants too as well. So Rondo Bar is also owned by them. So a couple of places, but Tamari Bar is, I loved it. The outdoor patio, you got to check it out. Mm. And on Thursday, I headed out to Nijo Sushi Bar and Grill and they're celebrating 16 years of being in business. For their 16th year, friend of the podcast, Chef Donna Huang, she helped to add some new dishes on the menu. In addition to the delicious sushi you and I have had consumed before, Monica, I also sampled some new items like the fried avocado, beef short rib, and tempura shrimp curries. So they're adding some new curries to the lineup. They also had cold noodles with sesame dressing, squid ink baked rice, and the osmanthus smoked black cod with a little bit of flair and amongst some other dishes. And if you haven't done so, make sure you download episode 33 with Donna Huang and have a listen, you guys. Let's just take a moment because 16 years is a big deal, guys. Like when you're talking about the Seattle food scene, like this is a restaurant that's been open for 16 years. And I just love Chef Donna. So um, awesome. I, I'm really interested in that black cod. That sounds good. Yeah, the black cod. I've actually had that before at Nijo Sushi mm-hmm. without you, Monica. <laughs> Another time. <laughs> but it's really delicious. I think Chef Donna added the smoke to it. Mm-hmm. It had a really good smokiness flavor that I really enjoyed. It was a little bit different from when I normally had the black con mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16 years. That is a lot. That's yeah. a long time. Will our show last 16 years? Let's hope not. Yeah, let's not hope. <laughs> I, I agree. Let's hope not. <laughs> well, let's go with no. <laughs> but kudos to Nijo Sushi. Happy anniversary. And then finally, to end off my week, Friday, Monica, the influencer, she got me ordering pizza from Pagliacci's. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I was craving pizza. The nieces were staying over for a sleepover. So I thought... What better time to get a whole 17-inch large, extra-large pizza than Friday? Because Lord knows, at my late stage in age, I cannot complete a whole pizza on my own from Pagliacci. <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> it's enormous, guys. It's 12 slices, but it's 12 giant slices. Right. So I got a half-and-half half pizza with extra pepperoni and the Grand Salami Primo. And then while we're waiting for pizza, I went to Yomi and Crossroads. They have purple rice and yogurt drinks which are very unique, by the way. I got the original purple rice yogurt and yogurt with salted egg drinks. Monica, I meant going in there with the intentions of ordering one of those fruit smoothie drinks. Mm-hmm. I saw salted egg and I, everything flew out the window in terms of what I wanted <laughs> on the menu. Have you ever had these drinks, these yogurt and purple rice drinks before? I haven't. Um, I, I have been seeing them pop up on my feed. And it seems like the rice would be like a really nice mild flavor and the yogurt would add some tartness to it. But I mean, you tell me what it tastes like. Uh, it tasted like a really good breakfast smoothie, to be honest, mm-hmm. with maybe if you add flaxseed, I guess that's the mm-hmm. equivalent of the purple rice. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's the purple rice is a little bit thicker, guys. But mm-hmm. that's what I would probably describe it as. A lot of friends have told me that the fruit smoothies are really good. I wanted to go in with either getting a mango or a strawberry, but the salted mm-hmm. egg yolk just kind of 
Yeah. Had me there. You had me at salted egg. Yeah. Hold up, <laughs> Nelson. When you say mango, you have to say mango, mango. Oh, I do. Mango, <laughs> mango. No, we, we passed that a long time ago, but okay. Yes. Next time I'll go in getting the strawberry, strawberry, or I'll try the mango, mango. <laughs> but make sure you go and check out Yomi Yomi out in Crossroads. <laughs> Minus one Yomi. <laughs> so, so, Monica, Monica, what, what did, did you, you eat, eat this, this week, week? Oh, it's like an echo. Um, <laughs> so, See, it doesn't work. It doesn't work well. It doesn't. So after my weekend in Renton, I had to stop by Lina's ice cream. And, and so I was disappointed because I was so full from all the food I'd eaten in 24 hours that all I could get was a kid's scoop. And of course, I got Lily Cloy and it was completely glorious. So it's probably better for me to get the small cone anyway, because I'm lactose intolerant. And Nelson, have you been there? No, I have not. I've been wanting to go there. Mm. I just haven't been around that area, yeah. around that Rainier Avenue area yet. Totally. But I saw this root bear float. Bear, not beer, B-E-A-R, because <laughs> they have this tiny little cute, what is it, sugar bear that they rest yeah. on top of the float. It looks yeah. so awesome. That's what I want to get. I want to get that. I'm a huge root beer fan. Yeah, I like root beer too, but I got to tell you guys, all those bears creep me out. Butter bears, soup-based bears, ice cream bears, sugar bears, they all creep me out a little. I mean, you'll never catch me ordering bears anywhere. <laughs> it seems to be like the universal food mold. But have you seen the other places? Like in New York, they have hot pots and they do Hello Kitty. And I think there's a Sailor Moon one. There's a Sailor Moon mold that you can purchase too as well. Right. That you can make a giant butter Sailor Moon. Oh yeah, yes. that'd be awesome. Yeah, why can't we get that? The bears just creep me out, guys. Everywhere. Bears always creep me out. Never ordering bear really? stuff. I think no, they're cute. No bear no. bottles, no bear jars, not, no bears, no bear butters, like nothing. <laughs> I think it's a safe animal. I think that's why. It's terrifying. <laughs> 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 okay. So I've been hibernating during the week because of my workload, but I did manage to sneak out and grab some quick sushi from Central Market. So what I love about Central Market is that they always have a great selection of Asian groceries and they have ready-made sushi. So they have the folks who make it, they have a little cube near the seafood section and they make it there. They roll all the sushi, they prepare it all and they set it out for grab and go. So I got some poke, some rolls and a little teriyaki tofu to round out lunch because I'm a fan of tofu. Mm. Grocery store sushi kind of I don't know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always a crapshoot for me, Monica, when it comes sure. to that. Totally agree. In fact, um, I think on my stories, I, I said this. Um, it's one of the few places I'll eat grocery store sushi. And believe it or not, the grocery store sushi from Central Market is better than a lot of the sushi in my area. So I, le I, I eat a lot of raw fish. And so there's a lot of places that I actually won't eat raw fish from. And, you know, I'm just that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so one day I had a hanger attack and I ordered five dishes from Little Things that you never saw on my stories. So mm -hmm. you know I'm hangry when I do not take any pics. I was losing it. But I did get handmade noodles, dumplings, pot stickers, broccoli, beef, and buns. That sounds like a lot for one person, so it wasn't just for me, y'all. But the beef, I swear, is just so soft. It blows my mind every time, and I'm always a sucker for handmade noodles. So just a shout-out to them. They're doing a really brisk uh, takeout business. There's no dine-in. If you don't see us putting foods on our stories or our posts, that's called secret eating. <laughs> 
we're so ashamed of it. We ordered so much. We don't want to put, we don't want to tell you how much right. we ate that we decided to just not post anything at all. That's right? our secret eating, guys. Yes. That's all, man. Because yeah, contrary to popular belief, we actually don't post all our food, which should yeah. frighten you guys. <laughs> how much are we really eating? <laughs> I just ate 25 lumpia. I don't think I'm going to post that. No. Yeah. That was a bucket of lumpia for me. I just ate a whole fried chicken. That's not cool. That's not <laughs> oh, man. As I mentioned, I'm not leaving the house much during the week. And so stock the fridge delivery from Gourmandos was perfect. You can choose different options, but I got a four meal plan. And so it literally just takes minutes. Check out the highlights on my on my stories. But you can schedule a recurring order and they'll deliver twice a week. So it's fresh. And so think about it. It's like $50, $49.95. It's much more reasonable than my work lunches downtown because my work lunches downtown, you can't get a lunch for $10. And so it's more like $15 and most of it isn't you know, kind of just mediocre. And this comes to you. So my favorite is the Berber chicken. I don't know how Gourmandos gets that chicken breast so juicy and tender because like I have to work. I have to like brine mine, like do all this stuff to get it all soft. But theirs is always soft and it's a pleasure to eat. Yeah, there was a moment, I believe, in like a five-year span where everybody started bringing lunch to work because mm -hmm. it was so expensive to buy in the cafeterias or mm -hmm. to just go out and get lunch because everything costed so much. But now the aggression has kind of came back to the average mean. Mm -hmm. where people are starting to buy more lunches outside, which is good. Yeah, totally. On Friday, I visited Spicewell on Capitol Hill. So as you know, Nelson, they got their start at South Lake Union Market. And after only a year there, they opened up that location. So currently they're open for takeout and delivery. And I am a huge, huge fan of their coffee rolls. And so I got a lamb and a chicken tikka. What I appreciate about them is that they have a decent spice level. And it's really nice to see bolder flavors than typical in Seattle. And so it's not bland. I, I love that bold bite. I also got the Alu Tiki Chat, which I haven't had in a long time. And so it has a really rustic texture on the bottom, plus like this sweet yogurt and it's topped with beets and a bunch of crunchy bits and just everything I want in a delicious snack. So it's a little sweet, but mostly savory. And Nelson, you and I both kind of like savory snacks. Yep, I sure do. I am that team lamb, whichever you, when you posted mm. that poll there, mm -hmm. I, I chose the lamb over the chicken. Yeah, lamb's good. Lamb's good. All right. And I'm not done yet because my weekly fried chicken <laughs> consisted of a visit to my favorite mangosteen and Azel's in Woodenville since I was in the neighborhood. Intentionalist challenged me to support Black-owned businesses since word on the street is that sales are down. So get out there and support Black-owned businesses, guys. This is not a special occasion or a once-a-month thing. Try to spread it out over time. Get out there and support. Continuing to support black businesses, guys. I know there's been a lull, but we need to always continue doing that. It's just not because it was of last month or the month before. Just make sure you guys keep doing that. Mm -hmm. And I went to a farm. So on my Ooh. way back, I stopped by Bobe for the Macadons pop-up. And so I was just so jealous of everybody else. As many have <laughs> said, their drinks are delicious. And I was influenced by Nelson. So I got the Honey Graham Mellow and the Ice White Chocolate Matcha. What I love is really high quality tea, thoughtful combinations, and just this place is a winner. I did not get the limited edition macarons because my son isn't a fan of tea, so he wouldn't have eaten them. So instead, we picked out a dozen of everything that we wanted. And, you know, just overall, just totally worth the drive. So I had a great time. Oh, Monica, going out to Woodenville. <laughs> <laughs> But still not to Issaquah. Wah, wah. No. <laughs> okay. wah, wah. 
And I think that wraps it up for me. Perfect. Yeah, that's lots, lots of goods. And you went far. You went out to Woodenville. Where was this blueberry farm you went to, Monica? Where was that out in this? Oh, man. Yeah, it was like by my brother's house. It was way up. It was deep. <laughs> deep. That's deep. That's the homish is deep. I'm aware of that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. All right, Monica, we do have an interview today. Why don't you tell us who you're introducing? Yes, our interview today is with Tanya Arceo, known as O Snaps on IG. Tanya started off taking food pics, like many of us, and she's recently pivoted to creating videos. Here's our interview with Tanya. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the show. Today, we're talking to Tanya Arceo, known as Osnaps on Instagram. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I am so glad to have you here. Tanya, how did you start getting going on your Instagram food account? I actually started, believe it or not, in 2015. Mm. Uh, I, mean, I mean, sorry, 2011, my apologies. My very first photo, I'll never forget, it was a cup of espresso. Mm. It seemed to me that a, people really liked food photos. So I, back then, it's just evolved more now, which is so uh, mm. really interesting to see. It has always been about food, and I just like mm -hmm. to do it. So that's how my Instagram account came about. The name actually came from my sister would always say, oh, snaps. And so that kind of stuck. <laughs> I kind of stole it. So that's, uh, that's I've been using oh, snaps for a long time. Yeah, I love hearing how people come about with their username. And I know exactly what you're talking about, people liking food, because if not, I probably wouldn't be here either. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I like is that you take great pictures and you also produce video content. I've noticed there's been more video content recently. Um, first of all, do you like one more than the other? As of the last two years, I would say yes. Doing the video content has actually been a lot of fun for me. You get to be a little bit more uh, creative. The only thing that's different is that there's a little bit more editing involved. So just having to play around, find my style, what I'm trying to, to do. And then, of course, the timing of how long a video can be on Instagram. Video footage is totally different from what I used to do. I, it was just always about photography with either my phone or with my camera. But as of the past two years, I really, really enjoy doing the video content. It's more fun. And I think people, they have a better reaction because they can see stuff visually like, oh my goodness, that looks so good. Whether it's something you make at home or you go out to eat, I'm like, oh, I want to go here. That looks so delicious. So you can understand how that goes because I think we all do that. So it's everything is visually appealing to the eye. So that's what I think of. If I like something, I'm going to share it. So the video content, it just, it seems more flexible to me being creative uh, to use video versus photos but that's just been the past two years so I'm just having fun with it I think that's great and you talk about like you've had your account for a while just like I have I've been on for a while and remember back in the day I mean you couldn't even put like a really clear picture on Instagram like the filters were all kind of funky in the beginning yeah. like everything was really cloudy and you couldn't see like real sharpness to it and then I remember when they came out with stories like that was a really big deal and now reels so it's the evolution of a visual platform and what it means to be visual and so you mentioned that it's takes a little bit more editing to do video content. And I totally agree with you because I do a lot of video content too. For yeah. someone who's just getting started and trying to transition from taking still photos to videos, like what are some tips you would give them? I would say, and when you're starting out, kind of just have fun with it, play around, try and figure out 
what do you want to capture? Uh, you, you start to learn what your style is. Because, you know, I look at other video content that influencers put out. You kind of get ideas from learning from other creators, right? So it's just taking the time, just be creative, have fun with it, and don't like put so much pressure on yourself to make it look absolutely perfect because it's a learning curve for anyone who's starting out. Even for me, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. And I and I actually like it because I can use what I've learned and kind of play around with it. Mm-hmm. I would just say have fun, figure out what you like to take a video footage of, uh, whether the food, there's so many different ways to do things. And I'm learning that. I'm still learning. I just I kind of embrace it and just have fun with it. I love that. I love that. COVID has changed things for all of us. So this started back in March, like really got real in Seattle in March, and it's now, you know, August, September. Has COVID changed the way that you promote food and food businesses? Yes, you know, it absolutely has. You're more cautious now about going out like, oh, should I go here? So you're always second guessing yourself. Is it okay to go out? So as of recently, if I decide that I'm going to go to Seattle and I kind of make a day of it, I make a list of the places I want to go to and then I'll hit each one before I head back home. It's just a different way of doing things now. So when I go out now, I'll bring the food home. I take the photos at home, uh, do video clips at home. And if I have time, then I'll take some photos wherever I'm at and do video clips there. But it becomes challenging when you want to capture the food as it's coming out, but it's totally different. It's not the same. You know, they can bring the food out to the table and then you could take photos and do video. Uh, recently, when my sister, we went to Harbor City to dine in, which was the it's been the first time in months since we've done that. It took a few minutes for my brain to comprehend what was going on. The process now is all different. Uh, I appreciate that they, they everybody's wearing masks and they have signs everywhere to keep your, you need only two people at a time inside, you know, keeping the distance and they had everybody separated on the tables. But when you get to the table and they seat you, there's a QR code on the side of the wall where you have to use your phone app to download the menu, to go, look through the menu and uh, look at what you want to order. And then you kind of like flag down the server and tell them what you want. So that's a a whole different process so it's not your normal but I'm glad that we're able to still have the little bit of experience of the dining experience just you know only with a couple people and not with a whole group of people so I think I kind of miss that being able to have the freedom to just kind of go where I want sit down and dine in with whomever I'm with and just you know have some fun it's just a different way of life now and you just have to make that change, even though it's a bit of a struggle. But I'm so glad that I was able to uh, to experience it. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. The first time, I mean, I knew there were going to be QR codes. Like, you know, I'd heard it. But the first time, like, I experienced a QR code when I went out, I was sort of just staring at it going, like, that's weird. Because before this, like, when's the last time you use a QR code before this? <laughs> a long time. Right. <laughs> because remember when they created QR codes, they were supposed to be, like, really revolutionary and yes. cool. And then like everybody just pointed them to their website. It's just like, well, that's not really useful information. Like that's yeah. not helpful. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I, it was so embarrassing and you know, so I get embarrassed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I met, and it was funny because I was just like looking at my phone. I'm like, I really missed the experience of holding the menu in my hand and looking <laughs> through the pictures and having a little bit more freedom to figure out what I want. But mm-hmm. <laughs> through the menu online,
but it didn't help that I didn't have a service. So I had to mm. borrow my sister's phone. But it's okay. You know, it was an experience. I was grateful that I was able to experience it. Just totally different. But yeah, QR codes, I'm like, what? Gotta look at the QR get the phone <laughs> and look at the menu. But you know, it's okay. That's the that's their process. I'm pretty sure um everybody's doing it differently, but at least they're open. I should, you know, I'm grateful that they're open and they're they're uh, opening the business to the customers to enjoy the food, right? Yeah. It's uh, nice to see that. I wish that I lived closer to Seattle and I wish that I could order more things every day, but you know, I can't <laughs> I can't afford to go out every day. So that's why I make it a point if I'm going to go to Seattle, I'm going to select four or five places to to check out. And then figure out what I'm going to get. So I have a, I have a plan. I have yes. a plan when I go down. That's just me. But it's fun to do. No, well, you say that, but I actually think it's very important, especially now that people have a plan. I mean, when I go places, I know if I'm going to one place or if I'm going to six. And yes, that's right. I said six people because that's a thing for me. <laughs> but it, it is. It takes pre-planning. Like you need to look at their website to know, like, how should you be ordering some places are doing online ordering only. So you can't even order by, you know, walking up to a window. So yeah. like, these are the things, these are the extra steps that we need to, to take. And it's important that we do them, not just for our safety, but the safety of the staff that's putting their lives at risk to feed us. Right. Yeah, absolutely and, and, and so it's really important, really important. So I, I love that you say have a plan. Yes, absolutely. Because it's different, right? So mm -hmm. especially checking out, making sure that the place you want to go check out is still open. And mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. You, you can't show up and just order. They prefer that you place the order in advance so they have it ready mm -hmm. when you come pick it up. So mm -hmm. absolutely. I agree. Okay. So Tanya, again, I've been a big fan of your account for, for a long time. Thank and you. where where do you, you already mentioned having fun, but where do you want to go with your food account? You know, for me, it has always been just me sharing my food experience, whether okay. I'm dining out or making a meal at home. I want to continue to share my love for food, but I'm also open to whatever, wherever it takes me. Mm -hmm. For now, that's just for, the way that I see it is that I see that there's always adventure in food. So I always say, you know, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the good experience. Enjoy the bad experiences. Just have fun. And yeah. of course, in, in, enjoy every single bite <laughs> that you're right. eating. So <laughs> that, that, that is how I, I feel about my accounts. I just like sharing. And I, and I know that you do too. Mm -hmm. Enjoying all the good places to go eat at. It's always <laughs> fun. I eat too much sometimes. <laughs> speaking Same. of eating, speaking mm. of eating, what are some of your favorite places to eat at right now? It's like just a handful, like three places. Three places. Okay, so I know it's been challenging, but Minamoto's in Bellevue. Mm. Uh, I love I love Japanese food, so uh, I love their avocado lobster roll and their wagyu beef sukiyaki. Oh my goodness, I, I could eat the whole thing by myself. <laughs> oh, the, I don't know if you've tried Sheng Jiang Bao. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. It's from the Zhao, Zhao Qi Ji. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my God. I love that. The, my first bite, I swear, it had my taste buds dancing. I was like, what is this? Why did you see buns? <laughs> oh my God, it was so good. I'm like, why did I only get four? <laughs> I should have gotten more, but yeah, that one and their Jialong Bells, and now they're all, um, offering ship, I mean, ordering online and shipping it, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have my own bag, 50 <laughs> bag in my freezer. That's fantastic. Um, know, right? And you know, we can't forget the mango stained wings. Thank you so much to you and Nelson for constantly posting that place because I'm like, I need to get those wings. I finally got my hands on them. And also their super mango drink. I love that drink. It tastes exactly like mango sago. Mm -hmm. And I'll just add in there macadamia <laughs> nut cream pie, uh, cakes of paradise. That has mm -hmm. been uh, that pie. 
if you love macadamia nut, that pie is amazing. I could eat a whole one by myself. Well, Tanya, that's that's a solid list. And you know, thank you for shouting out my people over at Mango Steam because three years, three years running. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the customer. <laughs> yeah, you are, right? But man, now you know, when I first got there and I ordered the wings and I took I brought it home and I took a bite, I'm like, why did I wait so long? Everybody's saying that. They're just like, you've been posting this for years. I'm all, why do you think I've been doing that? Because I lie about fish sauce wings? No. No, no those wings are amazing. Uh, I swear, I think the next time I go in Seattle, I'm going to have to uh, order some and bring them home mm-hmm. <laughs> and save them for later. No, I tell you what, it is fantastic. And I'm, I'm a big fan, big fan. Okay, so Tanya, where can people find you in social media? Currently, Instagram. Uh, I just recently started, I'm gonna, you're going to laugh, TikTok. <laughs> no laugh. It's, I'm on TikTok too. I hear oh, you. And it's just, uh, and it's o.snaps is my handle on there. Mm-hmm. But it's, I, TikTok is, is entertaining and I learned a lot of new stuff. It's kind of funny when you, uh, to use the word educational, but uh, it's just fun to see a lot of people being creative and being themselves. You can find me on there. I just, I'm just very brand new. So Instagram and uh, <laughs> TikTok. Absolutely. I mean, I hear you. I joined because, and I, I, I didn't join to grow the account. I actually joined to learn more about how to be a better creator and how to use yes. different concepts and strategies. And so I think for that, like it's such, I want to say like a democratic platform in terms yeah. of how people get views and yeah. likes. And so I just love it. Yeah, me too. I agree. Okay. Thank you so much for being with us today, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. And that's our interview with Tanya. I love watching her videos and we have similar food tastes. And that's the number one reason I follow people. And whenever people ask me who to follow, I always say follow people that have similar tastes to yours and you won't, you can't go wrong. Because Tanya lives up north and I know Monica, you recommended this place too as well. But I, I first saw Zoe's fried chicken sandwiches on her feed. Mm-hmm. And that's when that kind of spurred me. I was like, I need to go next time I'm up in Everett. And so mm-hmm. I know you, you've done it too as well. Yep. Uh, you showed off the the chicken tenders, I believe, but I wanted mm-hmm. to get the sandwich. I saw her mm-hmm. sandwiches. So yeah. Yep. And speaking of which, Monica, in the interview, Tanya mentioned that she plans out food trips. Like before she goes out, she looks through and she goes and figures out multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Do normal people not do that, Monica? We- no, no. So, what? Think, so, so think about if you ask like your regular non-foodie friends, like, "Hey guys, let's go out and grab something to eat, and we'll go here, here, and here." There's like, "Nah, man. Like, I can go to this one place, but like, I can't do all that." Normal people don't do that, Nelson. <laughs> no, those are abnormal people, Monica. Abnormal people. <laughs> Especially right now, you got to minimize your trips, guys. So that means instead of visiting two spots, you need to visit ten spots in right. that day. That's what. Right. done no i'm doing that man I, sometimes i buy food i don't even want yeah. just to support businesses i'm just like oh well there's all this yeah. i'm just gonna go buy like oh i feel bad like they're gonna see me buying from these other people and they'll be like how yeah. come she's not buying from us you'll never hear monica and i say no thanks i just had lunch it'll be like yes this will be my third lunch yeah. Maybe let's do it man i can eat it's time for fourzies <laughs> fourzies Oh, goodness. They always have a brunch. What's the difference between lunch and dinner? Linner? Dunch? I don't know. (laughs) I always call it linner, so we can always have linner. It's not a snack, guys. It's another meal. Let's just make it real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
I hear that. Hmm. All right, Monica. Well, that's our show for tonight. Uh, anything going on this coming this coming week for you? Yeah, I got a little something, something. Got a little surprise for the listeners. Going to have a little stories, so we'll see what happens. Something big. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Awesome. Got any foodie fam dates? No, not not this coming week. It's fantasy football season, so oh. I got to gear up for that. That's my other job. Yeah. My second job, I like to call it. Third or third job. job. This, is third job. Guys, this is when it gets really hard to get in touch with Nelson because he's so busy with all his spreadsheets and like 20 different fantasy leagues. <laughs> this is where my OCD comes in, guys. It's all yeah. about Excel spreadsheets, planning, and all of it. I love it. It's an office dream. I know. Well, have fun. It's an have offer. Fun. All right, guys. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. And of course, happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.